Well, good morning. It's great to see you all here this morning. If it is your first time at Connect, welcome. We're thrilled you've come to join us. My name is Dave. I'm the lead pastor here at Connect. And I want to start off by asking a question this morning. I wonder, um, and I won't ask for a show of hands, but I wonder how many of you actually can say you remember where you were or what you were doing the day that JFK was shot. Sometimes we hear people say that. I hope this morning that you are surprised to learn that I can't remember where I was or what I was doing because I was not in existence. But um, So let, let's move forward a little bit in time. I do remember this. I remember at the age of seven years old, seven years old, uh, walking with my mum and we walked past this store in England and I saw this sign outside and it says, Elvis is dead. And I said to my mum, who's Elvis? And I still distinctly remember her explains to me, oh, he's a very famous musician and uh, he's died suddenly. And moments like that, like JFK's assassination, things like that, they, they become the, these kind of defining moments for us as a population, us as a culture, where we all can kind of share the shock when we heard the news and we can tell a story. I remember where I was. I remember what I was doing. Let's see if we can make it easier for some of you younger people here this morning. Maybe for you, it's remembering what you did on 9-11. Remembering that morning you woke up, and whether it was through the news or a friend calling you, maybe you were at work, whatever it was. But, but even now, as I'm saying it, you're, you're going back there in your mind because you can remember the events of that morning. Maybe, uh, maybe you're too young for that. Maybe you're even too young to remember what happened on 9-11. So maybe you remember where you were when a Kardashian had a baby. All right, or I don't know. I, I don't know how many Kardashians there are, or how many babies they've had. But I'm trying to think of something, you know, momentous in your lives of of what you remember. Like, wow, I remember where I was when she got engaged and married, and then she got engaged again and married again. I don't know. So here's an easy one, I think, for all of us here this morning. Let me just double check my dates. I don't get it wrong. November 17th, 2013. I think just about every one of us could tell a story of where we were the morning of the tornado that came through Washington. I'll tell you where I was. I was in that locker room right over there with many of you praying. A lot of you were praying for safety and for, for health. I was praying, God, my message was going really well. Why would you stop it right in the middle? I mean, it was right in the middle of a message. So, And it's been four or five years and still no one has come and said, Dave, what were you going to finish in that message? How was that going to end? No one, no one has asked. So why am I asking this this morning? Well, I'll tell you why, because I honestly believe, and this might sound a little bit presumptuous, but I actually believe that this morning is going to become one of those moments for you, especially if you call Connect Church your church home, especially if you um, would say, I'm I'm a member of the family here, I'm a part of Connect Church. I think this morning is going to be one of those mornings that for years to come, you're going to tell the story of being here that morning. When we did what we did, when you'll be sat in our brand new building, we're looking at, we've purchased a new building and we're looking at moving into that building next year and this Together for Washington series has been talking all about the new building and how we're going to get there and I think you're going to be sat in that building in years to come and you'll still remember sitting in this service this morning. I'll probably refer to this service many times in the future, and you'll, you'll remember where you were sat in the middle school the day this morning happened. You see, in this series, we've been focusing on this idea that we are on an adventure. God has got us on a venture. God is on the move, and he wants us to move along with him. 
The first week, we actually talked about a man by the name of Joshua, and, and this would be a great series, if you've never done this before, to jump online or go through the Connect Church app, and uh, there are three weeks prior to this, this fourth Sunday, and they really kind of work together to paint a picture, not just of um, this idea of uh, vision and uh, generosity and what it's going to take to get us there, but also just some really practical things about the new building and, and our timeline and, and what's going to take place. But we started out that series four weeks ago talking about Joshua. Now, Joshua was this guy who lived thousands of years ago. Uh, he, he stepped into the footsteps of a man named Moses and took on the leadership of the people of Israel. And if you know this story, Moses has got the Israelites all the way to the edge of the promised land, this area that the Israelites were going to inhabit would become their home for the next, well, until now even. So um, there they are on the edge of this, this river. And, and even though they knew that God was with them, these, these huge obstacles loomed in their way. There was this mighty river, the Jordan River, that they had to cross. And then just the other side of that river, there was this big walled city called Jericho. So I think collectively, those Israelites, they were looking at these big obstacles on the horizon, thinking, well, we know God says he's taken us there, but but these are quite intimidating um, things in front of us here. You know, for us here at Connect, we talked about this on the first week. Our big challenge looming on our horizon is that to get into our new location, we are looking at a cost of just a little over $1.4 million dollars. We've discovered that the purchase price of this building and the renovation to to make it work for us as a church and as a building that can be used throughout the community all through the week, it's going to take us about $1.4 million. But that first week, we remembered that we're going to stand on the same encouragement that Joshua stood on when God spoke to him as they stood looking at this river and this city. God said to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And the great thing is that we have the ability now with hindsight to continue reading and see how this played out to be true. We can see that God was true to his word. We can see that um, just in the next couple of chapters, Joshua found himself stood in Joshua chapter 4 on the edge of the river. And miraculously, God parted this mighty river, very much like he did with Moses and the, the Red Sea. God parted this mighty river. And the Israelites were able to walk through towards Jordan, the promised land. And something very interesting happened on this journey through this dry riverbed. Listen to what happened that day to those Israelites. In Joshua chapter 4, it says this. When all the people had crossed the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Now choose 12 men, one from each tribe. Tell them, take 12 stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan. Carry them out and pile them up at the place where you will camp tonight. So why do that? Why pick up 12 stones from this this riverbed? I doubt the stones looked exactly like this. If they were stones in the middle of a river, they were probably uh, very smooth, washed rounds. But these, when I saw these rocks, this kind of made me think of like a Middle Eastern, you know, kind of environment. So so they took these 12 stones and they they created this kind of monument, this altar, this, this pile by the side of the river. And let me explain why they did that. In verse 21, then Joshua said to the Israelites, in the future, your children will ask, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, this is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the river right before your eyes, and he kept it dry until you were all across, just as he did at the Red Sea when he dried it up until we had all crossed over. 
He did this so all the nations of the earth might know that the Lord's hand is powerful and so you might fear the Lord your God forever. Do you know why he had them build this mound of stones? So that for years to come, the story would be told again and again and again. Hey, we could never have done that by ourselves. There was no way we could have got across that river. But let me tell you what God did. Let me tell you this amazing story of what God did and how he brought us into this home that you've grown up in, that you now know as home. There's an amazing story of how we came to be here. I'm going to set this down because I'm wearing sandals this morning. And with my track record, I'll break a toe if I drop that. So, you know, I believe this morning that God has positioned us as a church for a moment just like this. That we're about to do something that we will remember for years to come. You see, this morning we're about to give everyone who wants to be involved the opportunity to commit to go on a journey with us. This journey is going to involve pledging, agreeing to to commit to give over and above what we'd normally give over the next three years to help offset the cost of this next step for us. Now, let me pause for a second, okay? I really want to talk just to the visitors here this morning, because some of you are like, great. It's the first week I've, gonna, first week I've been at Connect. It's going to cost me a fortune. This is for family, okay? If you're a visitor here this morning, if you're a newcomer who's just been coming here for a few weeks, I want you to kind of sit back and relax and just watch the family of Connect Church at work together. Now, I'm not going to lie. I would love for you to be a part of this family. My hope and my prayer is that you continue to come and you enjoy being a part of here. You get to know the same Jesus that we've discovered and you become a part of this family. But right now, this morning's events, what we're going to be doing this morning, really is for for those of us who call Connect Church our church home. So before I explain what we're going to do this morning, because this morning's message, this morning's service is just going to be very practical we're going to talk about this commitment card here in a second that will have been on your seats when you walked in this morning. We've kind of built up to this over the last three weeks. If you've been here for any of the last three weeks, you'll know that we will build into this morning's Sunday where we're going to ask those of you who want to be a part of this with us, those who want to go on this journey with us, those who are kind of committed and are part of Connect Church, say, yeah, I'm in, count me in. You're going to have the opportunity to fill out a card this morning. But before we do this, I want to just share something very important because the danger is that in the way we keep portraying this, because we are excited about this, this opportunity to buy this new building and move in and renovate it and as a church have a permanent location finally in the community. We love the middle school. We love being able to set up and tear down every week. This is a great environment for us, but we've always known from the beginning that at some point we were going to go from renters to owners. At some point, we're going to put roots down into the community, and we're going to let the people of Washington know that Connect Church is here to stay. And we are super excited about this journey that God's got us on, this adventure. But the danger is that if we're not careful, we'll, we'll fill out this card this morning, and in our minds, we'll picture that building, because that's what those funds are going to go towards helping purchase. But I want you to remember this morning, it's something far bigger than just the building. You see, what the building is, is a means to an end. It helps us continue in our vision to reach people more effectively. It gives us a 24-7 space that we can continue to reach people in our community for Jesus. 
people like this. Check out this video. We started coming to Connect. Um, we saw a Family Fun Fest flyer, and um, our oldest daughter was super into Frozen, and that was the theme that year. So um, we decided to check out Family Fun Fest. And um, we just saw a lot of people there that we knew, and everyone was very friendly. And so I went home and told them I thought we should check it out. When Becky and I first met and got married, we church wasn't necessarily like a big part of our life. So um, when Becky went to Family Fun Fest, that kind of, you know, solidified where the kind of church that we felt comfortable in or, you know, and then when we came for the first time. I think an intimidating part, I mean, for us or maybe for anyone finding new churches, what do you do when you get there or how do things go or where do the kids go or, um, and it was a really easy process. We felt like everyone was very friendly, very welcoming, so just put us at ease and then we could enjoy, you know, the message for ourselves in, in church. I think we kept coming and got more involved because, um, well, we kept meeting people, I think, and then people would invite us to do different things, like people invited us to do a small group. Um, and then getting involved with, like, the kids program, I think, we just loved it so much for our kids and we wanted to do more to give back. And I think a lot of times becoming more involved was outside of our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So um, being invited to small group, we were a little bit nervous about that at first just because we didn't know it hadn't been part of like an, you know, a small, intimate you know, Bible study with people or uh, people that we didn't know very well at that. But I've never been disappointed with with anything we've been challenged to do at Connect, it's always been a positive experience, which makes you want to keep challenging yourself in different ways or different things with your faith. We've invited several of our friends who now pretty regularly come to Connect, and I think when they come the first time, I always tell them, you know, or when they're thinking about coming, I always tell them, you know, it's so laid back and everyone's so nice, and I always, I just feel like I fit in. We leave really feeling like we got something from the message, you know, the takeaway has always been really good. And I think that's a big reason why we have loved Connect too. We've gotten more involved in Connect just because we feel like everything that we've done has been a positive experience for both our marriage and as well as our family in terms of parenting. Why we first started going to Connect, I think it was, you know, for the kids or for the girls because they we wanted to give them that opportunity to have that relationship with God and, and that, have that opportunity in their life. And, and for as much as that, they loved it, it kept us also coming back um, for our own reasons, but also for theirs, which has opened up uh, conversations for them at home, and, and um, which has been really fun to see. Yeah, give them a little round of applause. They did great. I actually was teasing Becky and Andrew in uh, the foyer this morning because that's part one of the story. There's, uh, there's more to come because I've got to know this couple over the years and it's just amazing what Jesus is doing in their lives, how he's transforming them and uh, where they've come from and where they're at now and just what he's doing. And it all started because Jesus partnered with Anna and Elsa and uh, <laughs> used a Frozen-themed family fun fest to draw them to Connect Church. Both of them, really no church background. Some of them, had, they, they had a little bit of church growing up, but not really committed to any church at the time. 
and just through one of our community events. You know, our, our, uh, our vision here at, at Connect is connecting our community to Christ. Connecting our community to Christ. And their story is just one of many that people would tell this morning of how they've been impacted somehow uh, through Connect. And it's drawn, God's drawn them in here and then has started to change their lives. And I love seeing what he's doing. But when it comes to connecting our community to Christ, we're in a very unique situation as a church. We're not like a club where you've got a membership or dues, you know, and people come in and it costs to be here. In fact, we are an institution, as are all churches, we are an institution that is designed to reach people that are far from God. But the only way we're going to be able to do that is if people in this room are willing to make a sacrifice. I don't know if you've ever thought about it that way, but we are an institution that's designed to reach people who are far from God. And those of us this morning who do know Jesus, we make these investments because we want those people to know him like we've known him. Before we launched Connect, we had about 60 people that made up our launch team. And I can remember during some of those launch team meetings speaking, we had these cards that we gave out to everyone where people could write a list of 10 names and start praying for their friends and neighbors who didn't yet know Jesus. We asked people to give over and above what they would normally give because we desperately wanted to see People like you this morning come to know Jesus the way we know him. Some of you are here today because people before you prayed and gave. And because they did, you are here. So now this morning, you have the opportunity to continue this on, to help us reach the next generation of people who still don't have a relationship with God. People like the Reese's who um, live in this community are our neighbors and our friends, but don't yet know Jesus themselves, don't have a church home of their own. And here's how you get to play a part in reaching that next generation. Every one of you has a commitment card like this on your seats. And in just a moment, I'm going to walk you through this commitment card. I'm going to kind of explain what the, the different spots are. And then we're going to have just a few minutes here where the band are going to come up and they're going to play. We're going to put the lights back up. And you as a family, as a couple, as an individual this morning, you can, uh, if you want to be a part of this, if God's been speaking to you leading up to this, you can, you can sign a card. You can join us on this journey. My prayer over the last few weeks has been, God, speak to our hearts and show us what you think we should do. God, what do you think we should do? And my prayer is this morning that some of you are here today ready to respond to what God has led you to do. So our goal, as I've talked to you about before, is to raise $700,000 over the next three years. That's over and above what we normally collect in our regular offerings. And we've talked about that number, and that's kind of a large, scary number. We've talked about a second number as well, and that number is 115. Our goal from the very beginning is to mean that we want 115 people, couples, individuals, families, to get on board to say, I'm in. I want to be a part of this. Now, our goal is 700,000. That's not what we need. As I said earlier, we need 1.4 million. But we felt that we had the potential of being a church that's able to raise $700,000 from within our Connect family um, over the next three years. So... This cars. Now, you may be sitting here this morning, and you may have a number in your mind. You may say, I want, I want to give a, a, you know, a certain amount, and there's some, some numbers on the back here can help if you want to kind of break it down. But you might have a number, and you may be sitting here right now thinking, but will my gift really make a difference? My gift, I mean, it's a pretty big gift for me, but compared to that big number of 700,000, is it really going to make a difference? Well, there's a couple of things I want to share this morning. First, whatever the gift Whatever the gift you are willing to give this morning, 
every bit will count. There is no gift too large or too small. We want everyone to have the chance to get in the car with us and say, I'm in, I want to be a part of this journey. So whatever you feel God's leading you to give this morning, it's not about the size of the gift, it's about the participation. We believe that there are 115 individuals, couples, families that could be a part of this journey with us. The second thing I want to say to you this morning, if you're kind of doubtful here, you're not really sure if, if your gift will make a difference, you're not really sure if, if, uh, if you should give, we don't believe here at Connect that the church should go where its leaders aren't prepared to lead. The church doesn't go where its leaders aren't prepared to lead. So we felt it was important this morning to come to you and say, um, you know, we don't expect you to do something that we as leaders aren't willing to do ourselves. So what I've been doing over the last few weeks is speaking to some of our leaders here at the church. And I've asked them, this is for the staff and for some of the key leaders of the church, I've said, would you be willing to make a commitment ahead of time? Would you be willing to pray and ask God if you'd be uh, willing to be involved in this? And would you be able to make a commitment ahead of time? Because I would love to go to the church. I'd love to go to Connect on that Sunday morning, April 29th, and say, um, I know we're asking a big thing here, and I know that some of you love Connect, and you really want to be a part of the vision, and that number looks so big. So I want to encourage you this morning by letting you know that we've already had some leaders step up, and they're already on board, and we're already part of the way there because of these great leaders at Connect. So I'm thrilled to tell you this morning that out of that 115, 45 leaders have already said, count me in. 45 leaders before this morning have already um, committed to us and they filled out cards. They've said, Dave, we want to be a part of this. Count us in. Now, they don't know what their pledge meant. They know that they've given, but they don't know um, the total of the pledges that they've given. So this morning, they also are going to get to find out at exactly the same time as you how, they did, how those pledges totaled up. I might need my glass of water here in just a second. This is the moment I've been praying about the most this morning. So... So going into this morning, as we seek God, as we pray, as we say, God, what would you have me do? I am so encouraged to share with you that this morning, thanks to these leaders who have already stepped forward, we are already at our pledge total of Ever surprised you are right now, I guarantee you, this pastor stood on this stage is saying, God, I'm sorry that my faith was so small. You see, we believe that 700,000 was a reasonable expectation of what we as a church we could raise, but apparently, apparently God wants to show that He is bigger than our plans, that God can do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine. Now, before you start adjusting the number in your head, okay? Before you start doing the math and, uh, and changing your minds, let me explain something. Our goal wasn't specifically to reach $700,000. The cost of this building, the renovation, is $1.4 million. Our main goal has always been participation. We want to sit in this building and say, you know what? It took 115 people that call Connect Church their church home to make this happen. And God took that 
and miraculously did something that we could never have imagined. And this morning, we were only at 45 of that goal. I want us to get to at least 115. So I'm hoping and praying this morning that some of those remaining 70 people will be in this room this morning and will be amazed by what God is going to do. So let me explain this card here, and then we'll, we'll go into a time where we get a chance to fill it in. So, so the very first part you'll get to, we're going to turn the lights on when it's time to fill it in, but the very first part you'll get to is um, where you can put your name and address. And I know sometimes it's kind of scary to give us those kind of information. We're not going to hound you. We're not going to um, you know, keep bombarding you with emails and letters. But for us, that just helps us to know that this is a real commitment. So it's really important that we can uh, line up a, a person's name and an address with the, uh, the amount they're committing. And then there's a box for your total gift. So that's what you would like to commit to pledging over the next three years. Whatever that number is that you felt God has kind of put on your heart, you may say, I'm, I want to somehow, whether it's giving weekly or monthly or annually, and we want to make it as easy as possible for you. So there'll be many different ways that you can give, but there'll be a number that you'll put in that box that'll say, over the next three years, I'd like to, over and above what I would normally give, give this amount of money. Then the second box, it simply says this, I plan to give a first gift together to Together for Washington of... So next Sunday morning, we're going to have a very exciting morning. We're going to have what we're going to call our first fruits offering. So whether you're one of those leaders that's already pledged, whether you're somebody who's going to pledge this morning, next Sunday morning, you're going to have the opportunity to bring that very first gift. It could be one week of what you're going to do. It could be the entire gift. It could be a portion of it. I, I, however you are, are set to do that. But next week, we're going to come forward and say, here is my first donation. That's, that's kind of us saying, this is more than just a piece of card. This is more than just me just writing something down on a piece of card. I am in. Count on me. I am in. And then here's the thing. We're going to count up these cards and we're going to figure out what the total is after today when first and second service have had the opportunity to pledge and then we're going to tell you next Sunday when you come back so you're going to have to come back next Sunday to find out what the, uh, the total with the leaders and then with you guys this morning we were able to raise I, my faith just grows every step of this journey I'm just constantly amazed by what God is doing I honestly believe that he has get us to a position where it after three years, we will have paid off the majority of what we owe on this building. We may have paid it all off. We'll be debt-free in this brand new building that God is giving us. So two more bits of instructions, then we'll turn on the lights. So on your seats, you've got the cards and the envelope. You can fill out the card. Maybe you'll say a prayer together as a family. Maybe you'll, you'll do something. But instead of us passing baskets around, I'm then going to ask you if you'll get up out of your seats you'll walk to the front and I've got two baskets here at the front you can drop your envelope in one of these two baskets then you can go back to your seats and you think why are you doing that just pass the baskets don't be lazy here's why we're doing it you can look back on significant moments in your life maybe it was a wedding or a graduation from high school or college maybe it was an award you won at some point and, and you remember what it was like to walk up onto that stage and get that diploma so that memory becomes more than just a, a moment in time. You can remember how you felt. You can remember how you felt when she was walking down the aisle towards you. You can remember how you felt when you were walking down the aisle and he was stood at the altar waiting for you. All those memories come back when you remember that day. I want you as you're walking 
to the stage this morning to drop off your card, to remember this moment for years to come. And just like Joshua, you'll be able to tell your children and your friends and your family, let me tell you about what God did that morning. And then right next to the basket, there's a a kind of a black jar here. It's full of little rocks like this. I want you to grab one of these rocks. You can drop the card off and then grab one of these rocks. I'd take one of the little ones. They'll be easier to take home than the big ones. And then keep this. Put it on your desk. Put it on your desk at work. Put it somewhere in the house. Let this be a reminder of what God did here this morning. Father God, throughout this entire series, throughout this entire campaign, I'm just being challenged more and more that this is nothing to do with us and that this is all to do with you. I'm learning more and more that when it comes to generosity, Lord, it's not that you require generosity for you, Lord, that you want us to experience generosity in our lives for what we will receive from it, the blessing, the, um, the, the knowledge that we will be a part of something far bigger than us, that we are giving to something uh, with no shelf life whatsoever. The stories like we heard this morning from Becky and Andrew will be told one day and we will know that we helped create the environment for that story to be told. So God, speak to hearts this morning. And as we fill out these cards, let this be a moment that we'll remember for the rest of our lives how you moved in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So if we can turn the lights on at the back there, that would be great. Uh, We're going to give you about five minutes, and there's absolutely no pressure here this morning. If you want to be a part of this this morning, we are thrilled. We'll allow you time to come and drop your uh, cards in the basket, and then uh, I'll come back up and close this out. me, you'll know that I'm not normally at a loss for words, but this is the most incredibly moving moment I've had in my time as a pastor here at Connect. So many emotions just running through my head right now of the miracle of God at work. <laughs> um, just, just seeing some of the people who I know personally, and I know what God's done in your life. I know that you're in a very different place two, three, four years ago and coming forward and now making it possible for the next generation of people to receive the same Jesus you've received over these last few months or years. It just is unbelievable. I promise you, I I said this morning, the reason you need to get up out of your chair is so that you'll remember this morning like the JFK that I will remember this moment for the rest of my life. This will be Jesus, we love you so much. Lord, my faith has been stretched so, so much just in these last few weeks. I've tried to sit and figure out how this would work, and I've come to the conclusion many times that I can't make it work. On paper, it doesn't work. And then I get to announce a number, like I said this morning, I've talked about this 115, Lord, and I saw dozens of people get up this morning, Lord. I just know that you want to do so much more. And I know this, God. I know, I know, I know this, that for months and years to come, we will never be able to look back on this and and figure out how we did it. Just like those Israelites when their kids said, what does that mound of rocks mean? The story will be, let me tell you what God did. 
There's no way we could have crossed that river by ourselves. But here's how the miraculous creator of the universe, who lives in our hearts, here's how he made this possible. I love you so much, Jesus. And the most appropriate thing to do as we close out this morning is just to finish by singing one last time the words of these, this song in praise to you. Because it's you, Lord made all this possible. You've given us what you've given us so that we can give. You've changed lives in this room and you want to change more lives in the future. We want to worship you this morning for that reason. Would you stand with me? take me deeper 
into the water, Lord, where our faith will be made stronger. I know that this morning there were some people that wrote some numbers on a card that is taking them deeper than they've ever been before. It's causing them to, to have to lean into and trust you more. God, I pray in Jesus' name that everyone, Lord, who chose to step out in faith and make a commitment this morning, however large or small, that they would see your hand at work in their lives now. They would see you provide in their families, in their businesses, in their um, community, Lord. Just, just provide, Lord. And show them that you are a wonderful God who we could never outgive. When we give to you, you just give back to us, Lord, in so many different ways. Thank you so, so much, Lord, for what you're doing. And just as I was stood there singing, Lord, I just felt you just dropped this thought into my mind that everything that has happened up till now, however great it is, that you've just got started. That some of our best stories are still yet to be told. And we are so excited, God, that we get to be on this adventure with you. God bless these wonderful people this morning. And I pray that this will be a moment that they will remember, as I will for the rest of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being here this morning, for being a part of this momentous occasion. And I hope you will come back next Sunday and we'll uh, have more news to share.